Sustainable living describes a lifestyle that attempts to reduce an individual's or society's use of the Earth's natural resources and one's personal resources. It is often called as Earth Harmony Living or Net Zero Living. Its practitioners often attempt to reduce their ecological footprint, including their carbon footprint, by altering their methods of transportation, energy consumption, and or diet. In this series, we meet David Sylvan, one who is living sustainably in the Seattle area. Solar panels was the next. I've been scouting out the financing and options of solar panels for the last six years or so. And every couple of years, I get a new bid from a different contractor and I just see what it looked like and the hard numbers. And it was this last, it was during this fall, I got a bid and and I looked at the math and it was the best I'd seen. And it just, it really made sense. So I got, had four companies come do bids and I looked at the different technology, the options, and picked the one I liked and had them put in. Got the financing and had it done. Are there any specific styles or things, technical details you want to share? The, the challenge with them is there's, there's like a technology shift happening where you have an inverter that takes it and converts it to you know, electricity you can use in your house versus the electricity that's generated. And the, the, the legacy style is to have a single inverter for the whole system. And the new technologies on each panel, they'll put a microinverter. And so there's some controversy in between companies about which is better. Microinverters supposedly can handle... Uh, like shadowing better, and you can it's easier to add on to. But some question, some companies question the reliability of it, and it's so it's kind of yeah. There's some controversy around which is better right now. I decided to go with a, a single inverter because cost wise it was a little bit lower, and it, it looks like it's a bit reliable. I see. What was the hardest thing out of all this? The hardest thing I think has been waiting because I try to do it at a rate that's that's doesn't overwhelm <laughs> financially or or, or just. A task list, you know, so I, it's a little at a time. Oh. And, and it's hard to wait because? I would love to be completely independent of all those services that I felt like I couldn't afford when I was out of work. But, you know, it's just that you just can do it at a reasonable pace. Uh-huh. Yeah. Would there be anything you would do differently? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one thing is I would have managed my battery better on my electric car. Oh, tell me more. <laughs> Um, because I was an early adopter, the you know I, I, the battery I got with the Nissan Leaf 2011 Nissan Leaf was it wasn't as quite durable, and it would have been better for me to charge just to 80 percent and stop there because it, it functions better within a certain range, and extremes wear out the battery faster. So I I I have really put the battery through its paces. I, mean, I put 120,000 miles on my car, and I take it to the extreme where I would take it out to the very limit of its range, and I would charge it up 100 percent because I was taking it out far distances all the time and. And the battery's really showing the wear on it, so it's it's not doing great now. So if I had it over again, I would I would have done better about taking the battery and kept it between the twenty to eighty percent range, or it would last longer. 
Right, right. So yeah, audience, uh, what he's referring to is that the sweet spot for our battery technology seems to be never discharge your car more than, or always leave at least 20% uh, left of your battery and uh, don't charge it up beyond 80%. Uh, I myself don't follow this because I don't have an easy way to manage it. And, and so I just, I just, you know, let roll the dice and go and drive it. But some electric cars have a lot, some programming you can do to tell the charger to stop charging when it reaches a certain threshold. One thing I started doing is using the timer uh, on weekdays because I know when I'm going to drive the car. It's very regimented. And uh, so I drive it when it's hot. That's the other tip I heard is that if you're going to charge it 100%, drive it right away. And uh, that will be the easiest on the wear and tear. So I schedule my start of charge to uh, coincide with uh, a, a full charge at about the time when I'm ready to leave leave the house. Yeah. And I used to preheat my car, too, so I would have the heater going so it'd be nice and warm before I'd get into it. And I'd warm it up, too, so the battery would be warmer. You're right. So that's some perks. If you have an electric car, you have uh, uh, the ability to, to control it much more than you would a gas car. So you can do things, like he said, preheat it or even pre-cool it if you live in a hot area so that uh, before you get in the car, it's all comfortable. Uh, the, the reason why they do that is because... Uh, they want to encourage you to get your car at a stable temperature where you're comfortable so that when you start driving it, when you disconnect it from the power source, it's already spent. It, it, when you're preheating or pre-cooling, you're po drawing power from the power grid rather than from your car battery. So that way it gives you more range. Yeah, exactly. Wish I could show you my yard sometime, like my garden. I'm working on cascading ponds this year. Wow. No, I'm going to come over if you uh, invite me over. I'm definitely coming. Um, and I'm also, <laughs> I think we talked a little bit about drip line systems. I, I, I recall you, you don't use one now. Is that right? Right. But it's something I'd like to put in the future. So I think yeah, we have to do, uh, I can give you a show and tell over here. It's just that uh, it's been winter so far, so it's, it's been really uncomfortable to be <laughs> walking around outside looking at uh, irrigation. But uh, yeah, so I'm really a fan of drip irrigation because you'll actually further reduce your, uh, I don't know if you pay for your water. Do you pay for your water? For my, my house water, yes. Not for my garden, though, because uh -huh. I, I have a pump, and I pump for my pond. Oh, okay. And it refills itself, you know, by, by stream. So I can run the water for my garden for, like, 10 hours straight and at, a, at like, a hose level, you know, full-on hose, before I have to worry about the depth of my pond. Oh, I see. So drip line would uh, reduce your water consumption by orders of magnitude. Yes. Also, there's this thing called system shock to plants when they don't get watered on a regular basis. So you can water your yard. So for example, my drip line is set up to water my yard four times a day for about two or three minute periods. And, uh, and so I, I planned out how my uh, water emitters are emitting different levels of water based on the type of thing they're watering. So, you know, bushes and trees get more water than, say, a, a flower. Um, but yeah, so I'm happy to show you that sometime. So we'll definitely have to do some show and tell. Yeah. Are you interested in science fiction with a Hawaiian twist? Nafi is a retired pro surfer who works security at a pineapple plant. He falls for a girl who uses him to break security so she can investigate a conspiracy to destroy Hawaii's pineapple crop. Unfortunately, she gets caught, Nafi gets in trouble, and the epidemiologist who's behind the pineapple virus is out to kill them. Honolulu Hadi is a cyberpunk action-adventure novelette set in post-global warming Hawaii. To get this novelette, go to Amazon and search for Lancer Honolulu Hati.
Sustainable Living with David Sylvan started in episode 103. Go to the show archive to find the past episodes. Type in Lancer Sci-Fi Thoughts Archive into your favorite search engine. If you're considering buying an EV, an electric vehicle, go into the show notes and you'll have an article from me with some tips for buying your first EV. And where are the show notes, you might ask? If you're using a podcast player, they just shoot right into your podcast playing app. The text will be there and you can just tap, tap, tap to go to the website. Otherwise, you'll have to find me on the internet by searching Lancer Kind EV Tips. 